Welcome into the very first emergency Card Chronicle podcast. We're doing this for one reason and one reason only. The fucking Louisville Cardinals just beat the fucking Duke Blue Devils inside fucking Cameron Indoor Stadium. I've never been happier that I can talk about Louisville sports while saying fuck than I am right now. It feels absolutely fantastic. Mike Rutherford, Danny Snart here with you. We're recording this, uh, I guess, about an hour after the game ended. Um, Dan, first of all, I'll, I'll give you props. Like I, I said in the last pod, everybody that I saw nationally had picked against Louisville. Not only did you say that the Cards were going to win, you were pretty confident about the pick. Take your victory lap, man. When I got on Twitter after the, the final horn sounded, the first tweet that I saw, the very first tweet, was from Karen Mudd, who said, Dumpster Dan called it. And Dumpster Dan, you called it. Congrats, man. You nailed it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, that whole blind squirrel saying, I guess. But um, could not be more excited. And definitely, as far as how we played and the way we won, um, after especially what happened last year, just like the ultimate sweet revenge. Um, I loved every second of it. Uh, I, I really think we got contributions from just about everyone tonight, which made it even better. And, you know, anytime you can go into Cameron and win, uh, absolutely just take that and run. So, yeah, I think this is big moving forward. And, yeah, for some reason, I, you know, I just thought this year the way our team was built and the way we were playing coming in and – Duke didn't scare me as much as they didn't really have the athletes as they had in years past. I thought they could give us as much trouble. I guess that's why I picked it, but definitely got a little nervous there down the stretch, but I was absolutely jacked to see him, um, you know, come up big down the stretch. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely celebrating watching a little Dateline right now, drinking, uh, (laughs) drinking some four, uh, four roses, single barrel to, to soak in the victory. In the spirit of full disclosure, I will say, like, when I texted you, I was like, we should do an emergency pod tonight, get it out there. You were like, I've been drinking a little bit. And I'm like, that's perfect. That, that's, that, that's what I want. So if you say stupid shit, um, everybody will understand. Uh, let me say this. like, else, But, like, I don't even play other teams. It's just kind of like, yeah, like, the, the camera crazies are nerdy. Coach K gets kind of annoying sometimes. But it never, like, infuriates me. And then when we're playing them every time, I'm like, yeah, it's more about the actual game. They'd be a big-time win. I'm more focused on us. And then every single time, they do some shit in, like, the first five to ten minutes where I'm like, all right, fuck these guys. Like, I want to win this game by 50 points. And tonight, it was Joey Baker acting like Darius Perry wouldn't dog walk him up and down any single street in America. That was the moment where I was like, I mean, I want these fucking guys to cry before the end of the night. And then Coach K's comments after the game, his, his salty bullshit saying, you know, the game, the way the game was, I'm not going to complain about officiating, but let me complain about officiating. It just made me feel even better about it all. So did you have, did you go through that same, like I was saying stuff during the game, like using language that I haven't used since high school. And it's embarrassing if it ever got out, like it was terrible, but I just could not control my emotions. I really wanted to win. Do they kind of affect you the same way? Oh, I mean, my texts get so extreme to the point where they're probably not <laughs> safe for the internet. Um, and, like after the first five minutes, I was like, okay, if we lose this, I'm officially not going to leave my house for a month. This is going to be awful. <laughs> and you talked about the Joey Baker scene. Uh, I haven't seen Sam Williamson run that fast the entire season. I actually <laughs> thought he was coming up to send him like into the crowd. Um, oh, me too. But yeah, but I, I was actually really happy he came in and, and stepped in and props to Sam. I mean, I know 
he had a couple misplays tonight, but he definitely played big minutes down the stretch. Um, but yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Like when you see him on the schedule, you're like, oh yeah, it's Duke, big program. And then, you know, it's game week and you're like, man, this would be a big win. They're, you know, uh, tied for first. And then like five minutes in the game, you're like, oh my God, I fucking hate these guys. I mean, yeah. if I uh, lose here, I'm going to kill myself. I had the exact same thought as you when I saw Sam sprinting over. Like I thought he was going to just like Goldberg spear Joey Baker and we were going to have like a melee. And then when he, when he grabbed Darius, I was relieved. But um, what was your biggest, like, cause I guess positive overreaction in the game. Cause there were several moments where I was just, just going nuts, scaring the dog, scaring the baby, scaring my wife. But for me, I, th- I think the biggest person, it wasn't the Malik dunk at the end. It wasn't, uh, you know, any of the big shots late. It was the David Johnson dunk that put us up six. Like after we had, they'd cut it to one, Ryan hits the three, we get the ball back and David goes down the middle and it's kind of like a sleepy possession. You're not sure what's going to happen out of nowhere. He just crosses up. I think it was Trey Jones and just fucking crams on the whole team. Like that was where I was just like, just guttural primal screaming, waking up the entire neighborhood. What was yours? Uh, I, you hit it on the head. Mine was the exact same one. And, Oh, nice. the, 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 the wherewithal for him to know that Kerry had four fouls and probably wasn't going to go up to challenge him on that was was even better. But for him to go two footed, take contact and just absolutely flush it home after what he had done the entire game. I mean, like every pretty much every play David Johnson made, I had some sort of reaction that was probably not appropriate around public people. Um, but I mean, God, he, I mean, when we were texting about this, you know, and, and we can get into a little bit what, what one of the better individual performances that, I mean, we've seen in quite a while and, and on such a big stage. So, you know, props to the coaching staff for, for getting him ready. Um, I know he went down there at the end. Um, you know, uh, there's reports on Twitter that, say that he gave coach Mack a thumbs up. Um, but I'm still holding my breath just because it sounds like it might be, and I don't want to speculate or anything, but it sounds like it might be the shoulder that, um, obviously gave him problems over the summer. So, you know, obviously as happy as I am about the win, um, I guess I could say I'm at about 95% because the other 5% are, are really hoping that DJ is okay here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, let, let's, it was nice to see. I think a lot of the players went on Instagram after the game. They went on IG Live, and they were all saying, according to people who were watching, that David was was fine. He he was okay. But I'm kind of like you. I'm I'm holding my breath here till we get the official. Like I want Fred Hina to say it before yeah, I, I feel I feel I, good about it. I, I'll take the thumbs up from Fred Hina more than I'll take the thumbs up from from David or Chris Mack at this point. Let's dive though. Let's let's go full on into the David Johnson conversation because that's, I mean, outside of just the the sheer win. That's the biggest takeaway from tonight is David Johnson comes off the bench, 19 points, 8 of 12 from the field, uh, 7 assists, 3 steals, really should have had 4 because they called that bullshit foul on him when he got all ball in the second half. Uh, did have 5 turnovers, but a, a couple of those I thought were okay. Blocked 2 shots, including uh, on Cassius Stanley at the rim. You, I mean, you said it. That first half was one of the best individual halves I can ever remember from a Louisville basketball player, and it came from a freshman point guard who came off the bench against a third-ranked Duke team inside Cameron Indoor Stadium. This is, I mean, some of the stuff that he was doing, like not just the the dunks and the the stuff in the half-court sets, but like getting steals or getting defensive rebounds and throwing one-handed passes to hit like an in-stride Dwayne Sutton for what wound up being a wide-open look for Jordan Moore that he missed. Like little stuff like that, 
that's huge, not just for, for beating Duke, but I, I feel, assuming he's healthy, I feel infinitely better about this team's long-term prospects and their chances of, of ending their season in Atlanta than I did four hours ago. Like, he makes that big of a difference to me. I, I mean, just what's your general takeaway from the show that we just saw from the freshman from your uh, the, the house that you built, Trinity High School Basketball, Mike Zabo. You, <laughs> you laid yeah. the foundation for David Johnson's performance tonight. Yeah, shout out Coach Zabo. God, I mean, he 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 has him ready on on, on both ends. So, um, yeah, if, if Coach Zabo's listening, um, definitely appreciative of uh, how he coached Dave up um, coming into coming into Louisville. But yeah, I guess on Monday I'm gonna have to check the NBA mock drafts because I'm I'm actually nervous about that. I'm like, after that performance, are we gonna see him like in the first or second round? I mean, that was truly unbelievable and. Not, I don't want to, I mean, you know, I told you last night my nickname was Captain Exaggerate. I'm not comparing David Johnson to LeBron James, but the way he affected the game in every facet from block shots to steals to push passes and advancing the ball up the court um, to, you know, finishing at the rim to hitting threes. I was like, I mean, what hasn't this kid done? I mean, he, yeah. he literally showed his entire arsenal and. I mean, going forward, it's unbelievable that that's it's almost like we picked up a true NBA prospect for the stretch run here, um, you know, headed into February and March. And, you know, gosh, and Jordan, uh, you know, I know it wasn't his best game. I think he had six points. It was nice to see him get eight rebounds. Um, you know, there's some, you could, we could probably nitpick his game a little bit, but it was so good to see other guys step up and play. Well, I, I thought, um, both our bigs, especially Malik really stepped up, especially on the defensive end, um, which was awesome to see. But I mean, the story is, is definitely David Johnson and, For sure. uh, you know, going forward, I, I could not be more excited to see what we're going to get out of him if he's healthy. I mean, I think the best way to put it is in a game that had, Jordan Wara, the preseason ACC Player of the Year. Trey Jones, the, the second-leading vote-getter for preseason ACC Player of the Year and one of the best point guards in the country. And Vernon Carey, a guy who's definitely going to be a lottery pick. And Cassius Stanley, who's probably going to be a first-round pick at some point, too. Like, David Johnson was the best player on the floor. And he I was, agree. He almost looked like the most talented player on the floor. Like, he – I mean, Jay Billis, who was kind of annoying me, like everybody else during the game, like – not every foul was a chest foul, Jay. Like, shut the fuck up with that. Like, it was driving me crazy. Like, Stephen, Stephen Enoch is, like, backing away from dudes, and he's like, he's fouling it with his chest. But yeah. anyways, that that's an aside. Like, Phyllis was like, David Johnson's special. He's a pro talent. And that's exactly what he looked like. He looked like an NBA player tonight. I'm not saying that he's going to get there. I mean, he's just as liable Wednesday night against Georgia Tech to make a bunch of mistakes because we saw a little bit of that as well. But he, I mean, I, I said last pod, like, I think it, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I think he's going to be really, really fucking good. He looked right now. I mean, you put it perfectly. It, it feels like we picked up an NBA prospect for the stretch run of this tournament or the stretch run of the season. Like he, I think he changes the entire dynamic of this team. And we mentioned how we haven't used the high ball screen at all this season or hardly at all this season, but that maybe we would use it against Duke in this game because it worked so well last year. But that David Johnson's really the only point guard we have who can make it work. He was he was tremendous in the pick and roll in the high, with the high ball screen doing all of that stuff. I mean, there wasn't a guy on Duke's roster who could contain him. And I, again, like I don't know if you just go ahead and insert him into the starting spot next week. I don't know if Chris Mack wants to do that, but I would. <laughs> like I mean, yeah, you, 100%. you saw what we looked like at the start of the second half when he was on the bench, and also when Fresh Kimball picked up his second foul and Darius had to play the point. Like 
he's I'm not saying he's just immediately our best player, but I think that he's definitely our best option at the point. I mean, if if Wednesday night, assuming he's healthy, he runs out there as your starting point guard. Is there any part of you that's upset about that? No, definitely not. And as much props I want to give to DJ, I also want to throw a little love on Fresh Kimball as well. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, uh, maybe three or four, I mean, three out of the last four or four out of the last five games where it seems like down the stretch when, when we need buckets or need to make a play. I know we made the one turnover that led to the Cassius Stanley airball three, which almost gave me a heart attack. But I mean, he has just been tough as nails down the stretch, and I feel really confident with the ball in his hands. But, I mean, as far as giving us the best chance of win to win and move forward in March, I, I definitely think uh, that's going to be, you know, having David Johnson live. Now, as far as starting, you know, I'm not as big on, like, you know, the starters. Even though the second half, it, it killed us not having DJ in the start. Um, and they went on about a 6-0 run in the first minute and a half or two minutes. But, you know, as long as he's getting his minutes for me, I'm, I'm happy. And he can gradually work his way into the starting lineup if that's the route they want to go. Um, but, I mean, it's it's going to be impossible to keep him off the floor at this point. He's just playing too well. As, you know, like I said, God willing that his health's okay. I, I'm glad you mentioned Fresh. I had it in my notes, too. I wanted to give him a shout-out because he's made – like. Whenever it looks like things are the diciest, like every time I get to that point where like we're going to find a way to blow this, they've got all the momentum, it's, it's going poorly, somebody's got to step up, he's always that guy. Like, and he did it twice tonight. He had the and one bucket after Duke had fought back and tied, this, tied the game, and I think it was at 65, and seemed like they were going to run away with it. And then when they fought back and tied it up again, he hits the step back three when Matthew Hurt was guarding him. Um, like those are, as well as Johnson played, as big as Ryan's shot was, as fun as the Malik dunk was and some of the other dunks, like those are probably the two most important plays of the game. And it come from a guy, it, they came from a guy who only made three shots for the entire game, but he did that against UK. He did that against, uh, against Pitt on Tuesday night. He had a couple of big plays down the stretch against Notre Dame. Like that's, I think that's his role. Like he's a really good defensive player. He's a stable guard. And in clutch time, he's the guy that you want out there on the floor. I mean, he is like that kid's nails. You can see why he was the first player in the history of St. Joe's basketball to be a three-time captain. Um, I, I'm going to ask you this because I know you were confident. I I kept thinking the entire game, I mean, for like 39 minutes, that we were going to find a way to lose this and it was going to ruin the entire weekend. Like the the, the Malik Williams missed layup and the Jordan Warren oh, missed layup. Oh, that's when I was Jesus. like, we're done. Like, like <laughs> that's, that's when I was like, there's no way we're winning this game. It was even worse than when we had the, the back-to-back turnovers and when David got hurt. But, I mean, if you're being honest, how uh, – like how how bad were those nerves when those two stretches happened and when Duke it seemed like had all the momentum in the world? Yeah, I mean, I I definitely was nervous. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But after the last two games, and again, I know it's Notre Dame and Pitt. I guess I didn't have the sinking feeling in my stomach that I had last year when we couldn't even get the ball across half court in the second half against them. Um, You know, I thought we were still doing a good job. Props to to Chris. I keep calling him Chris. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Props to Coach Mac. I'm going to call him Chris. Chris. Yeah, I love you, Chris. Uh, He he did such a good job of making sure that when we got a mismatch up top that uh, we'd recognize it. I know Dwayne, when it Matt hurt a couple times and he I think when it was a tie game or, or a two-point game he got to the line um, and then props to our guys I mean Dwayne hit two big free throws down the stretch 
Uh, Malik hit a one Malik? and one, which uh, yeah, he, he, I mean Malik is Mister One Out of Two. I Every mean he time. has been Every one time. out of two. <laughs> it's been unbelievable. When he hit two, I was like, I guess all he needed was Cameron Indoor to do it. But uh, I told Mary because I, I mean that's my that's my big thing is I get so mad. I tell Mary every single time like. He makes one out of two every time. He makes one out of two every time. And like when he made two, Mary's Mary said the exact same thing that you did. She's like, maybe he just needed the uh the the the, the Duke game. Maybe he needed the the big pressure. And I was like, unbelievable that he was able to do that. Yeah, but I mean, I want to give props to the coaching staff because I mean, last year, I mean, really, the the whole season, I, I guess the what was you know the the theme of the season is we couldn't close out games and and we couldn't finish and. Um, to see the last three games to where it looks like it's it's kind of been dire straits and we haven't had any momentum um, and the game is is either we're down or close in the, in the last three minutes. We've been the team that makes the defensive stops and we've been the team to, you know, make a big play on the offensive end. And I think a lot of that um, you know, credit needs to go to the coaching staff for instilling confidence in our players. I like that Mac joked about it too before halftime. Like I thought that that was a cool moment where he was like, "Who would ever blow a lead against these guys?" And yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. But I think, like, this is the third straight game, like you said, where with three minutes to go, Louisville's been on the road against a conference team, and it's looked like the home team has had all the momentum in the world, and that we were going to wilt. And it's kind of why you know you and I talked after the Notre Dame and the Pitt games about how Louisville fans were still, I think, more pissed off than they were happy about both those wins. It was a big deal for Louisville to find a way to win at Pitt. It was a big deal for Louisville to find a way to win at Notre Dame. And I think that if, if those two games don't happen before this one, Louisville loses tonight. And so I know that it wasn't like there, there was stuff to nitpick from the Notre Dame win and from the Pitt win. But the biggest takeaway, I, I think, was on full display tonight. And this team now having the ability to, and, and the faith in itself to win when it looks like they would have folded a year ago that's no small thing. Like that's a, a monster deal. It's just as big as David Johnson's uh, coming out party and the, the new element that he gives you at point. Like this was a, this three game road trip. If Louisville does do something special in March and hopefully early April, I think we can all point back to this three game trip in mid January when it looked like everybody was really low on this team as kind of that turning point. I'm not saying they're not going to play a bad game between now and then they're probably going to lose at least a couple of games to, you know, a, a middle of the pack team in the ACC that we feel like they shouldn't. But I, I, this feels like a Turner corning, uh, corner turning moment. Not just the win tonight, but this three game stretch. I, I feel like this is a, a big time deal. Um, I, I wanted to, uh, well, first of all, I'll let you react to that. I mean, do you, am I overblowing this, or is this? Oh no, not. I mean, not at all. I mean, especially with what we have coming up on our schedule. I mean, I don't want to say we uh, by any means it's conference play, so you know that you can get beat any night, but with the lack of opportunities for, for quad one wins and big wins to, to have this under our belt is just so big going forward. And, you know, I, I think the confidence this team is going to have, um, you know, coming home and it, it's, it's just going to do wonders, I think. And it, now that, you know, we got DJ part of hopefully the, the regular rotation here, you know, we'll be able to tweak some things and, you know, as good as he played, you know, he did have five turnovers. I don't want to, knock any part of his game but that's just kind of the thing you're gonna to have to live with with um, a talented freshman I guess and you know obviously I was okay with it tonight with all the plays that he made but you know going forward that's just it's little things like that that you can clean up and luckily you know the competition we have 
isn't going to be on the road at Duke. I think we have Georgia Tech and, and Clemson and coming up at so you know that's definitely going to be a, a time where we're able to kind of nitpick at things to work on and, and move forward. But yeah, I know I think definitely turning point in our season and we're we're definitely uh, trending upwards right now. I'm just like beyond ecstatic that the buzz is back. Like this is the way that that Louisville basketball is supposed to feel in mid-January. Like, this is what we do. This is what we wait all year round. And I think that if we, like we talked about last time, this game was going to be sort of a referendum on this team, and it was going to be the lasting image of, like, not just the rest of the country, but I think this Louisville fan base, because the schedule is so weak in the ACC this year. And I think now Louisville fans are feeling like we can compete with anybody in the country, and that we, you know, we're going to talk about the the race to win the ACC regular season title. We're we're tied with Florida State now atop the standings. We're going to be, I think, the Yum Center, the buzz for games like Georgia Tech on Wednesday and games for middling teams in the conference is going to be exponentially better than it would have been had we lost this game. I'm just, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just beyond fucking psyched that we won this game because I think it's a huge deal for the way that this uh, this entire fan base views this team. For the next month and a half, if you'd lost tonight, even regardless of how close it had been or how well the team played, I, I think for this stretch of a month, really, until we play Florida State again, every win would have been met with this like, yeah, but they can't get it done against the best teams and the ACC sucks and all this stuff. And now we avoid all this. I think the enthusiasm go- is going to be back. I think the team is going to come back and play with a lot more confidence inside the KFC Yum Center. They're going to walk around campus with a lot more confidence. I mean, I, I just don't think you can overstate the importance of this win. And I, I, I'm going to keep this short. I, don't, I was going to get into the Coach K stuff, but I don't want to sully that up. I'm feeling too good about it. We can shit on Coach K when we talk about this game again. Oh, yeah. No, for, yeah. For, I'll, for, I'll, I'll have uh, at least five minutes on it. They were all cheating. Um, so <laughs> we can do that on Monday, but I've got to keep it tight. I've got the uh, – my daughter is being baptized in the morning. and that's Oh, a true story. hey. Yeah. All right. There we go. Well, you're going to wipe off all the uh, the devil's language that she heard from her dad tonight. So uh, she's it's, it's perfect timing for it. So we got to jet out of here. Dan, I mean, props to you on the call. I'm excited. I think this pod has been a, it's a, been a fantastic first week. This was the, the best way to cap it. Man, I'm, I could not be more jacked up for the two Dude, months ahead. We are so fucking back. Oh, my God, we're so <laughs> back. This is I haven't had this feeling about cards basketball since – I mean, what, like 2015, maybe? I mean, it's better 2016, where I'm just like, the locomotive is moving in the right direction, and we have nothing but good times ahead. So I'm, I'm right there with you, brother. You heard the man. Cards are back. It's official. Cards are back. Uh, we will see you. I think we'll have a podcast up on Monday where we talk a little bit more in depth about this game and some of the other stuff going on with Louisville Athletics. Big shout out to all of you guys for subscribing to the pod for giving us five stars, for writing those reviews. We'll read more of the reviews on Monday. But as of right now, Dan, by the way, we are number 22 on the uh, United States podcast charts. Uh, 15 spots ahead of J.J. Redick. Suck on that, J.J. It was a rough night for you, not just because your team lost to our team, but because our podcast is more popular than yours. But you guys all did that. Um, We'll call it a, a night here. Celebratory pod. The first emergency podcast in Card Chronicle podcast history is out. Go Cards. We'll talk to you guys on Monday.